Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast episode. I am your host, Tiff Marie. Welcome back, season two, episode two. I'm still very much in awe that we're in season two. You know, when you start off podcasting, um, you can't really see past episode one. And then to be in episode two of season two is so beautiful to me. I'm just so excited about it. Uh, well, I asked like last week after episode one dropped, what do you guys want me to talk about? Because there is so much going on in our world and uh, it's a lot to discuss. And like I said, season two, we will get into so many different things. But literally the main thing I kept seeing in my inbox was sex. <laughs> I'm like, what? You guys are just horny. <laughs> you guys like, but seriously, it was so many questions about sex and I always tell people the biggest things in our world is religion, sex, and probably like money and maybe just trying to survive at this point. And relationships, like everybody is on that tip of wanting to know where where is everything going in life, you know, and that's kind of like where you guys headed, just want to talk about sex all the time. Jeez. Um one topic in particular stuck out to me the most uh, that I got into a conversation with a young lady. So I'm going to get into that. Uh, and it, I was going to talk about it anyway, but I figure I'll talk about it now. But before I get into that, it is Black Music Month, the month of June. So this is what you have to do. Your favorite artists, you have to download and stream their music. Go to the store, buy your favorite artist's music. I don't think you guys, me, I'm a musician, so I don't think you guys realize I'm not a musician like, you know, the ones I look up to, but hey, I do what I can. I'm learning and I uh, have a passion. I always had a passion for music, but your support to an artist means the world. We assume because of uh, back in the day, you know, it was record sales and things like that, but now with streaming, you know, your favorite artist doesn't get the money that they're really due. And some of my favorite artists, I mean, when they put out a record, they put their heart and soul into that record. They don't have skip. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to do a show. The artists that I support and the artists that I love give me 100% each and every time. So the least I can do is when they come to my city or when they drop an album, I purchase it. I stream it. I, you know, buy it on vinyl, whatever it is that you like to do to support because this is their art. And anytime you put out art, it should be supported, especially by those who benefit from it, which is us. Ding, ding. We love a good concert. We, we know we scream. I love this artist. I love that artist. But we have to support that artist, right? Especially if you want that artist to keep making beautiful music. And then when they disappear for 10 years, we're like, where's such and such at? Hey, you know, we know. So we want to support our artists. So it's Black Music Month, June. So please go and do that. I don't know if you've heard. I mean, the internet has been going crazy since yesterday that Anita Baker is coming home to Detroit, Michigan for a concert July 22nd this year, 2022. Uh, that's all I've been saying on my timeline is Anita Baker on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Anita, Anita, Anita. 
Um, everybody is so excited. From what I gather, she hasn't done a concert here in over 10 years, I think someone said on their post. I'm not really sure. But, I mean, it's Anita Baker. Uh, I remember growing up as a kid, that was my mom's favorite artist. And she played Anita Baker all the time. This was like way before she got like, you know, saved and things like that. So she she listened to R&B and she played Anita Baker all the time. So I didn't really appreciate Anita Baker like I did when I was a kid, like I do now. Uh, but I remember, you know, the songs. I mean, fairy tales, caught up in the rapture. I mean, literally on my playlist as we speak, Anita Baker is on there and every song that she is done I love one of my favorite songs she did uh she was like 19 I think is I just want to be your girl I just want to be your girl it, it I love that song I'm not gonna sing it that's why I'm not gonna sing tonight first episode I did too much singing but too much fake singing but um Nita Baker is definitely like that girl so she's coming to Little Steve's arena grab your boo grab your girls you know whatever and go out. The tickets go on sale tomorrow. And I heard they're expensive. So <laughs> I already seen people say, wait a minute, you know. But hey, we don't know until we see, right? Tomorrow we will see and go to Ticketmaster and see what we could afford to go support her. I'm sure it will be a packed arena because we miss Nita Baker. She's in Las Vegas right now. And um, those shows sold out so quick. And it's because people are anticipating her. I mean, she has her catalog back, uh, has a right to her masters. That's a whole nother podcast. But I'm so excited for her to be able to own her music. It's really uh, a blessing to, to own your own art. And those people uh, that worked with her as well, that wrote those beautiful songs. One thing about me, I always give props to my songwriters because... I write songs and I know how important it is when you have a song and it's like your baby and you give it to someone because you feel like their voice fits it and when they do an amazing job as Miss Baker has done with her unique vocals, it's just a beautiful thing to see. All right, just had to do that. Had to, you, could, you couldn't do a podcast without mentioning Anita Baker's coming back to the D. All right, so switching gears here. So back to the conversation I had in my DMs. So... Did you grow up in a religious household? I feel like I'm doing an infomercial. Did you grow up in a religious household? Was your sexuality and virginity ever discussed? Well, I would say that after the age of 11 and 12, I got heavy into church. So I've been in a church my whole, basically my whole life. Cause like 11 and 12, you're still considered like a kid. So, yeah, you're a kid, basically, yeah, because I tell my niece all the time she's a kid. She's, like, 11, so I tell her she's a kid. So, she's a kid. So, you're a kid, right? So, um, my mother never discussed with me about keeping my V-card. I'll keep, I'll say it like that. She never discussed that with me. We've ne we never had a discussion about me waiting or the importance of waiting. Um, and me and her always laugh about that because I'm a grown woman now, and we laughed that we've never had that discussion. And I think if I had showed signs that that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to be out here and be fast and 
not even, you know, or maybe not being fast, but explore my sexuality. I think she would have had a long talk with me about it. But I was just a different kid. I was like really focused in church and church activities. And so that didn't cross my mind. But as I grew up and got older, you know, you knew the, the do's and don'ts, you know, no fornicating, you know, no sex before marriage. Basically, do not have sex before marriage. It's a sin. Do not do it. If you do it, God's going to get you. You're going to be in trouble by God, um, by it. Um, my mother didn't preach that, but that's what I heard in church. And uh, we were so, me and my friends were so busy going to church and doing teenage things that we didn't even think about sex. Um, we had crushes, though. I mean, of course, like your normal girl. And I always encourage to have a healthy uh, relationship with the opposite sex. I don't think that, in my opinion, I don't think you should keep girls from liking boys or boys liking girls. I don't really think you should keep that because that's normal to like someone. It's healthy um, to have crushes. It's a healthy thing. And I think uh, with the church, we try to uh, put... Uh, this 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 weight down on people like it's wrong to even look at someone but that's that's a part of growing up and, and learning yourself is is liking the opposite sex that's a part of it anywho so it's another another podcast did you feel pressure to hold on to your virginity did you feel pressure to like have the standard to keep it and and to make other people happy, to make your mom and your parents happy or make religious leaders happy or people in the church, you know, come to you and say, you know, you're still holding on. I was thinking you're still holding on, you know, like to, to, uh, to your V card and things like that. Did you feel pressure to feel that way? Well, a young lady in my DMs, her and I talked about that. She felt pressure to keep herself because she grew up in a religious household and uh, she had all these desires and all these things she wanted to do. She just wanted to date to start off, but she, her parents didn't allow her to date because they felt like if she started dating that it would lead to premarital sex and they didn't want their daughter to be exposed to that. Um, I agree and don't agree. I think it's a certain age to where you should start dating, your kids to start dating. But I think you should have that talk with your kids. Like if you're if you're gonna let your kid date, I think that that the the talk of sex should be on the table because your kid is dating. Uh, if your kid isn't really doesn't really show signs, I mean, of certain things, hold back. I think maybe certain subjects. But shoot, nowadays in this in 2022, everything is exposed. I'm speaking from back when I was younger, but everything now is exposed. Like you can go on Instagram, Twitter. I call it Twitter at night. Literally, if you go on Twitter at certain parts of the day, especially at night, it's crazy. It's the stuff I see. I'm like, oh my God. So your kids are exposed to the other things that we were not exposed to as kids. So openly, everyone has an iPhone, iPad. You can literally see it everywhere. So the talk about that to me should be on the table at a very early age, especially if your kids are exposed to it and see things and have questions, I don't think you should hold back. I think you should talk about it. All right, so the V-card. When did you lose it? How did you feel when you lost the V? <laughs> you lost the v. When you lost your virginity, how did you feel? Did it Was it worth your weight? Was it really worth your weight? Did it shape and change who you were as a person? From that experience of losing your virginity, did it change the path of your sexuality? Did you become promiscuous or did you become uh, more so like, this isn't for me? I don't 
like it. There are some people that actually didn't like their experience and never really explored that. Or did you wait until marriage? Also, I want to say this too. Being a virgin does not make you pure. A lot of times when we hear, oh, she or he is a virgin or women hold their virginity up in church like a card and say, you know, like I'm a virgin and you have the, the young lady sitting next to you that's not. And she may have been out uh, and already experienced certain things and then we label and we, you know, we put in categories, well, she's more worthy uh, because she's a virgin and you're not. But being a virgin does not make you pure. It just means that you haven't had sex yet. And I think with the church, we have marketed um, that, that, you know, being a virgin, you're, you're better. Now I agree, I agree to certain um, things that being a virgin means, you know, you haven't had sex with anyone. You haven't been with a man. And so you, you definitely are, you know, a man would definitely want to be able to be your first versus a, a woman that probably, you know, has been multiple partners, depending on his preference. Um, would probably want to have a version so he can be the first person to be with you in that way and things like that. So this is such a, a funny conversation for me to have, but I'm doing this for my listeners because they asked for it. So I'm with you. Um, I'm going to give you what you want. Um, I personally waited until I got married to experience sex. And um, it was it was it was crazy to I waited till I got married. So let me make that very clear. Um, it was a personal choice for me to wait until I got married, but also too that I grew up a church girl, and so I felt like I needed to have that standard. But I will say from my experience that it doesn't make a man, in my opinion, treat you better or feel like what he's getting is top notch. And um, I, in my mind, I thought like since I'm a virgin. You know, and I'm, I'm presenting this gift to my husband that he's going to never feel like he can disrespect me, like he's going to hold me up to this princess. And that did not happen. I um, I, I definitely was disappointed in, in, in that, thinking like, wow, I'm about to be just like, you know, it's like, no, it's like, okay. I'm um, not saying that other men haven't, put their wives up there. But I think in our minds as women, we watch too many uh, fairy tale movies when we're younger, you know, like Cinderella and things like that. And and we have this image in our minds about relationships and about what's important and what's important to someone else is definitely not always important to you. Um, some people can care less about you being a virgin. They don't care if you've been with 50 people. If they love you, they love you. If they with you, they with you. Some people don't care if you have kids um, and they're coming into your life. Some people do care if you have kids. They don't want to be a part of that. Some people don't want to be a part of the, of the what they consider to be chaos. So I, I would say that um, I, I didn't um, have that experience where I felt uberly uh, amazing and cherished. Uh, sad to say I didn't. And it's no shade to him, but I just that just that's I didn't feel that way. Um, I I felt like especially because it ended in divorce, I felt like, dang, you know what I mean. And you know I'm kind of against this too now in my life where they say you know I have to date someone for fifty five years before I know if I want to marry them. I don't agree with that. I, 
I, I'm not against people that wait years to get married. Let me clarify. But I'm definitely not against people that meet people and marry them within months or even a year. I'm not against that. Uh, I, I know couples that have married in months and have been married over 20 years. I know couples that have waited for five years to get married and they can't last a year in marriage and they divorce. So it ultimately depends on the person. It really depends on the person. It's not really about uh, uh, years and months. And I know we have this thing like, you know, he knows within six months if he wants to marry you or not. I do think that men know within the time of dating you, whether or not they're going to marry you or not. I do know, I do feel like that's true. But I feel like to put a time limit on a wedding is a little too much because it depends on where you are in your lives. Because, you know, you two could be having these separate goals and you want to get these goals out the way before you plan a wedding or buy a house or get an apartment, get a condo. So I don't think it's like a um, a time limit on that. I think whatever you two discuss... But I do think that you should definitely know where the relationship is going. Because one thing that we do not want to do, especially in 2022, is waste time. We do not want to waste time and put our energy and efforts into situations that are BS. I mean, even if you go as far as even getting married and spending years with someone, at some point, you know, you if it ends, you feel like, well, I wasted my time, right? Well, okay. You know, we kind of feel that way. But I mean, like, if you're dating consistently and it's no talk of anything, like, he doesn't say he sees you in his future at all. He just enjoys dating you and that is it. In 2022, do you actually think a man will wait to sleep with you? That's a yes or no question. You can hit me up and let me know. Have you dated a man in this in this season, this time, that he says, hey, look, I love you. I love being with you. And we can have a non-sexual relationship. Do you believe that's possible? And if you are currently dating a man right now or a woman where there's no sex, but you guys are dating because of religious reasons and or her personal or his personal preference, how's that going for you? Do you feel like it's worth it? Do you, do you, do you feel? Because some people now are celibate. Some people are absent. Some people are just whatever right now. They're like, hey, it, it is it is what it is, you know, when it comes to sex. Are you willing to wait? Because you feel like, do you feel like you know the person if you haven't had sex with them? I feel like that. This is my personal opinion. I feel like when you take that out the equation, you have time to learn a person for who they are. You have time to figure out if this is someone you actually want to be with. When you remove... Uh, that out of the relationship, you can see clear. I think when you start having sex with someone in the beginning, it can cloud your judgment on who they are. And it can get you caught up into a soul tie and things about the person that you probably would have learned from the beginning of the relationship that you missed because you're too caught up in pleasure with them that you didn't see what you needed to see. It's this uh, TikTok where it says a video, I see all I need to see immediately now. <laughs> and that's true. Like you need to see before you share yourself with anybody because you could be dang near walking into hell. Like what the heck is this? Like, so you need to see everything you need to see. You need to see how someone is going to treat you in, 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 in every phase before you just boom, 
you know, but I know everyone don't roll like that, but I'm, I'm just saying. But do you think it's possible? Do you actually think you should share this with someone before you start dating? And like, look, listen, I don't have sex at all in a relationship. So if you're trying to date me, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not happening. And you have some men that say, fine, that's fine. We still can date. And then you have some that say, hey, well, look, it's been real, but I can't have a relationship where I can't be with you. And then boom. I mean, I know a lot of women that are Christians miss out on men because of that. And maybe he isn't a Christian that's practicing um, waiting on, you know, to be married. And a lot of people feel like, dang, was he really going to be a good guy? Did, did, did my standard make me miss out on what could have been a good guy? But let me ask you this. If it's your standard, if it's what you believe, if it's what you want, did you really miss out? Just asking. Just asking. Because a lot of people say, hey, look, we're grown. Nobody got time for that. We're grown. You want it or you don't. I mean, never be pressured into doing anything you don't want to do with someone. If you're not sure within yourself that you should be doing that with that person, then, then follow that discernment. Follow that. Don't just do stuff because it's okay to do it. You know what I mean? But, you know, have, you know feel how you feel, but flow with with, in, with intention. I have a part uh, a friend He's one of my good friends. Um, it's going to say humble lion. I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but uh, he always says move intention with intention, move intentional. So if you're with someone and you're not on the same page, then uh, why waste your time? Why waste your time? But also too, you could meet someone and they could put you up on another way of living, open up your mind to to a different way of treating your body and keeping keeping your mind and keeping your spirit clear. So don't necessarily sometimes you know dismiss people because they don't really believe in what you. Sometimes you have to sit back and say, okay, well maybe I need to to check into this. Maybe I need to see what this would be like. Keeping my body and keeping my mind and my spirit pure may keep you know elevate me. You know, get me together, release some of my trauma. You know, release some of my situations. Do you feel that men are cookie monsters? <laughs> when her and I had this conversation, I, I mean, we laughed so hard. Do you believe that men are cookie monsters? If you're a man listening, are you a cookie monster? Do you come just for the cookie? Do you come just for that? That's your MO. I want the cookie. Do you wait out 60, 90 days just for the cookie or a year just for the cookie? Are you like that? Or are you like, you know, it happens when it happens. You had those smooth talk guys like, look, I'm not trying to make you do nothing you don't want to do. Like, it happens when it happens. Like, <laughs> what kind of dude are you? Or are you a man that's like, okay, um, I'm not really big on all that. You know, when she's ready, I'm ready. Or are you that man that says, I'm waiting until I'm married to give myself to another. Whichever category you fall under how do you feel about it? Would you be considered dating someone that's waiting and you, and you and you're not? The conflict right there was just naming that. I'm waiting and then I'm not. Right there just like that seems like drama. But let me tell you something. I have met people that have made it work. I've met men that says she is above amazing and I am waiting to be with her because I value her so much. But then the girl that dated before they was like, that's non-negotiable. So, fellas, let me ask you a question. Would you change your preference or the way you live your life if you met the one? 
I mean, she's she's everything you asked God for. She's everything you prayed for. But that's that one thing. She's not having sex before marriage. So would you change the whole route of how you do things just to be with her, just to be next to her? I was watching Jason's lyrics, and I'm a hopeless romantic, so don't at me. Um, and you know the part where Jason pulled up to the house. He was uh, following her lyric to the house. And he said, uh, I just want to be, he's like, you know, tell me what's up. I think he said that, like, put me up on game, you know, basically like wherever you are, I want to be. He was like, I don't even have to talk to you. <laughs> he was like, I just want to be like next to you. Like, come on. Like, where the guys at like that? Like, do guys like that exist still? I mean, really? When last time a guy ever like said that to you? Like, look, it don't even matter. Like, I just want to be next to you. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, when I watched Jason Lyric's, besides all the drama that was with his brother, just him and Lyric's relationship seemed so, they 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 painted it beautifully. Um, he found something special. And, you know, when you find that special someone, fellas, are you willing to do that? Ladies, are you willing to do that? You meet a man that says, hey, look, I love you. But I'm not giving you anything until I'm your husband. Ladies, would you wait? Would you say, okay, I love you so much. And I'm not going to find anyone like you anywhere. I think that we think we're going to find people again. We really think we're going to find a quality of a person again. And we mess it up with people. And we play games. And we do these different things thinking that, oh, I'll just find her. No, you won't. I'm sorry. That that happens once in a lifetime for certain people and never happens again. You sometimes will never find that special someone again. So if you have someone that you're dating or interested in and you see they're different from everybody else, then maybe it's time for you to change how you're looking at certain things so you won't miss out on that. Like, come on. Like, we're in 2022. Like, 2022 is like crazy. Like, we just went through, like, the most craziest time of our life when you're playing games with love. Like, don't play games with love. Luther said that. Luther said, wait for love. <laughs> you can't play games with love. But back to the cookie monsters. Fellas, are you a cookie monster? I've met a few cookie monsters. All they wanted was the cookie. All they bring up is the cookie all the time. It's a turn off for me. Bye. Ugh. Like, Bye. You know, always sexually comments. It's nothing wrong with a man admiring how you look. He's attracted to you. But it's like, it's just like your cookie. My, you know, that's the main attraction is my cookies. Like, okay, calm down. But like a piece of meat and you're a lion and you're about to rip me to shreds. Like, relax. <laughs> but I, I, I thoroughly had the best conversation with this young lady and my DM. Like, we went back and forth like for hours talking about this because, um, it's uh it's it's out it's it's what's going on now. Having your standard against someone else's standard, meeting demanding your dreams that doesn't follow what you follow. I mean, that gotta be the most hurtful thing to meet someone and you love them and you like them and dig them up. I don't have sex before marriage, and you're like, wait, what? And some people feel like they can't even build a life with someone without that without that being there. But I submit to you as I close out my podcast is to have an open mind to things, good things, because abstaining is not 
the worst thing in the world. A lot of times people say they can't do it because they never tried it. It's the same thing with eating healthy. People all the time said, I can't go vegan, the healthy version. I can't do juice. I can't do smoothies. I can't rock on my, I can't, I can't. And never try. If you try a different lifestyle approach, it could be beneficial to you. Always be open to, to try something good when it's benefiting towards you. I think if you sometimes you stay away from different pleasures, it will open up your other eye to different things about yourself. And some of y'all anyway are not even active. You just you don't have anybody in your life anyway. And so, you know, you're walking around with the uh with the banner like you know, if I don't have this, I don't have that. You don't have anybody right now anyway. <laughs> so if you meet someone, would you just, you know, be open-minded to positive energy they bring your way, positive things that would would make you feel better and growing and learning and, and doing different things. Like, I dare you to think different. Well, this has been another podcast episode and I will see you later. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Later.